what are four ways you can invest your time and your money? In this series, Boot Camp, we cover the basics, the foundational building blocks of business. Welcome to the Red to Black Podcast with your host, Warner and Mario. Number one way you can invest your money is you can buy a business. Mario? Buy the entire business at a, at a fair price and make sure it's a wonderful business. A 20%, 30% operating margin business It just is drowning in free cash flow. From time to time, people want to sell those, either small businesses or, or even medium-sized or large businesses. They come up for sale because there's divorces, there's deaths. People move on in life. They will move out of the country. They want to go in a different direction. Wonderful businesses actually come up for sale. Uh, if you have the capital, you can you, and you you're diligent, know what to look for. You can find wonderful opportunities to buy entire businesses and try not to overpay for them. A uh, multiple I like to use is 7.5 years worth of operating income. So figure out the average operating income and s- apply about a 7.5 multiple to that operating income, and you're getting a for a wonderful business. You're getting it at a very fair price. Warner, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so buying a business, another way you could go about it is you could actually, if you have the time, say you're single or maybe even married, you could go work for that business and then work your way up that business. And if it's a smaller to medium-sized business and you've built the capital, maybe you just want to learn the business. Maybe you really like the business and, and that's the only entry you see in terms of buying that business in the future. You convince the owner who's tired of that business or is doing a lot of challenges like saying, hey... I'll take this business from you for this price. And he goes, Hey, I know this guy. He's been, he'll take care of my employees. He'll, he'll run the business well. He'll keep the name going onwards into the future. So that's another way you could do it. Now, why are my Mario and I talking about four ways to invest your time and money? Well, at different times of the market cycle, businesses could be trading at really high prices. Maybe you can't find a business to buy. So that takes us to number two, which is, investing in a business. Here's another option. Maybe you can't buy the business or maybe you don't have the cat you maybe you don't have the capital. Now you could buy you can invest in a business. Mario, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is where the public markets come in. There's great deals occasionally. So I can't buy an entire business, but I can buy a fraction of a business in the public markets. And sometimes you can get great deals. You can find wonderful businesses, far be- far better, sometimes far better businesses than you could go out in town to find in a publicly traded marketplace. Like the Russell 2000, there's wonderful businesses. There's about 7,000 publicly traded. If you live in North America, you have access to over 7,000 publicly traded uh, companies between Canada, United States, and Mexico that you can buy uh, over the counter or through your Vanguard account, et cetera, a brokerage account. You can buy over 7,500 uh, businesses. How do you find these businesses? I did it the old school. I'm sure there's fancier ways. My, my autistic nephews probably have fancier ways to do this. I went to, uh, to find the two businesses I invested in, uh, one's in Washington State, one's in New Jersey. I went to the Value Line Investment Survey and flipped through 7,500 businesses, and uh, I picked two winners, and it worked out. It's it's been working out very well. So if you can't buy an entire business, buy a wonderful business, a fraction of a wonderful business. Warner, what are your thoughts? Yeah, if you're looking for a business, there's multiple different ways you can do it. You can, like Mario said, you can just go down the line and look for it. That takes a lot of time. Another way that famous investors have talked about and what Mario and I do is anytime you're driving around, walking around an environment in a city, in a town, wherever you are, start looking at these businesses. Go, oh, that's a cool car wash business. I wonder what the revenue is on that. Oh, Red Bull, that seems like a cool business. Maybe I invest in that. Just start looking at the business as you're walking around. Notice, are they professional? Do they have a good brand? Do people talk about them? And then find those businesses. Red Bull's not public, but it's just, it's, 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 it gets your mind going, thinking about business. 
great business guys, like I said, they'll look for businesses and then they'll go analyze business. Even if it's a private business, maybe you can find a similar business that's publicly traded. Another way you can look for businesses is look at certain industries. Certain industries, I just wrote an article on this. I'll link it below. There's five high margin industries. One would be database companies. They're at their core, the, how they're physically formed are really efficient in allocating capital. Uh, number two would be social media businesses. They, they revolutionized user-generated content. They created, they turned basically everyone into the world into a media house, whether you know it or not. You're, you're a potential media house like Mara and I are doing. Another one is marketplace businesses like eBay and NASDAQ. All they do is they offer a marketplace. Now, their, their margins are a little lower, but they're still great businesses. Number uh, four is real estate. Real estate is a great business. If you buy at the right price, you can put debt on it. You can buy it all cash. There's so many different ways to get real estate. There's tax advantages. And then finally, the best business. I don't think you'll ever find a better business on the face of this earth. Number five is merchant businesses, Visa and MasterCard. Their margins are like 60%. No businesses. Well, someone told me one time, supposedly the mortuary business is the best, but I, I haven't researched that. So, <laughs> but anyways, merchant businesses are great. So pick the industries that have the best margins and start looking through those industries. That's how I do it. Uh, so back to you, Mario, what are your thoughts? Number three. Nothing to add on those number two. Yeah. Number three is start or build a business. And you're like, I don't have the skills to start or build a business. You have, if you're listening to this podcast, you have the skills and we'll get into, if you don't, if you really don't have the skills, we'll, we'll get into how do you cultivate that? I met a gentleman in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I was skiing with him. He makes over $750,000 a year and he works four months out of the year selling Christmas trees in Southern California, Arizona, and Las Vegas. He has a bunch of Christmas tree lots. He goes to Oregon with a huge truck, semi truck. He buys a bunch of Christmas trees in Oregon. He drives down to a desert where Christmas trees don't exactly grow and he gets these little lots and he coordinates gypsies that live on the trees with the lots and he gives them you know $25 a tree to sell them and he's selling for $75 trees he's got $10 a tree into it and he's making he clears $750,000 for four months of work it's not a complicated business it doesn't take a whole lot of money to start a Christmas tree business. Nowadays, everybody can be in business. Like Warner said, everybody can start a social media company. Everybody can start a, a, a marketing, a personal marketing company. Everybody, you can get whatever you're into. There's a company that wants your exposure to, to sell makeup. If, if, if you're into, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you're a woman that's, that's really good at makeup, you can have a YouTube channel and put makeup on and, and, and market makeup, whatever you're into. If you're a truck guy, if you're a boat guy, if you're a fisher, fi, uh, there's tons of fishing channels just in South Florida. They shoot the same exact show every day. They go out and they catch something, they clean the fish and they cook it, but they're selling tackle and they're selling trips and they're selling all sorts of things on their channel. They're making money. They're making great money. What's another one? Sailing around the world. That's a great, I, I can get lost in sailing channels and they're making money. So everyone, uh, if you can't buy an entire business, you can't invest in a, in a good business, you can start a business. Warner, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So when you start a business, it's probably going to be, it's not probably, it's the most challenging. If you look at like startups and I haven't defined this down, whether this is regular startups or like tech startups, but about 90% of them fail. And I would say that's probably similar to most businesses because they're mismanaged. They don't have the right product market fit. It's challenging because you're taking, even if you have a Christmas tree, right? Say you want to go in that business right now, 
and you want to sell your own Christmas trees, you're going to have to compete with all these other guys between 20 years. I bet you that guy that's making 750000 I bet you it took him 10, 20 years to get to that point. He could have been in that business his whole life. I doubt that he was. Maybe it's a family business. He happened to like just fall into it. Or maybe he bounced through other businesses and just understood the core core fundamentals of a business and said, hey, I like this business. I'm going to go for that. So just just know that when you get in that business, it's going to be the most management, the most stress, but it's another tool in your toolbox. If you want to start it, you could do it on the side. If you have like a just you know regular income, start this business on the side and slowly build like a YouTube channel just with no stress. Just keep building it. Be consistent day in and day out. And then, yeah, that, those are the options. Just to give you guys a little bit of like an example why of these four options, starting a business, the most challenging, buying a business is, is a little less challenging. And then investing in business is probably the least challenging in terms of management. And then we get to number four, which is reinvesting in your own business if you have one or reinvesting in yourself. Mario, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Sometimes that's the smartest thing to do is actually just keep investing into your, your own business. Use the capital wisely in your own business to grow your own business. So that's marketing, that's research and development, that's capital, you know, capital goods, buying, buying buildings, expanding, expanding your um, business uh, for the future growth. That's, that's wonderful. You have extra, extra cap capital and you can't find something smart to do with it. Reinvesting in your own business is great. If you don't own a business, you, haven't, you don't have the capacity to start a business and you can't find anything smart to buy, go ahead and invest in yourself. Spend the money on yourself. Learn accounting, learn finance, learn marketing, learn some, learn some hard skills like a skilled trade. Uh, learn videography, learn, that's not going away. Having like going to the University of Austin or University of Texas as Austin and learning some really high-end uh, video skills or making, make, making film, film school, uh, that's not going away. You know, plumbing, electrical, um, HVAC, all those types of blue collar trades, you'd be surprised The people that own those companies are exceptionally wealthy. There's families that are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, $50 million in, in Florida, you know, Texas, California, North Carolina, that just, they do HVAC, they do plumbing, they do electrical. And you're like, well, he's just an electrician. Yeah. He's an electrician with 50 trucks and, and 90 employees and a huge warehouse and a parts. I mean, he's got a $50 million business. Yeah. He's just an electrician. Okay. Uh, your PhD in, in dance therapy, working as a barista at Starbucks that pays $17 an hour or $13 an hour, wherever state you live. Yes, you're a PhD and that guy's an electrician, but what actually moves the needle? What actually move, what actually the snow, snowball, what's moving the snowball more, a PhD in dance therapy or, or an electrician? Um, my money is on the electrician. Over to you, Warner. Yeah. So when you're looking to invest in yourself, you want to look at value whatever skill or trade you're investing in, what produces the most value? So say, for example, if you're going to go into electrical trades, I used to do construction for like 10 years and still dabble in it. If you're going to go into electrical trade, look for certain like subsets of it that are the most valuable. Maybe it's secure. I don't know, but maybe it's security, like camera systems is, is separate. Maybe it's, it's security or house security systems, which is a separate thing. Those are all under sort of low voltage electrical is what they're called. It's, they're not that hard to install, but maybe they command higher margins. So start thinking about wherever you're putting your value in whatever industry, look for that niche where you can be a subject matter expert, you know, computer programming. Maybe you're focusing on what's big right now is data analysis, um, AI, that type of stuff. If, if you're inclined towards that, just focus 
and how you can find this out, just go into the market and look what people are offering in terms of jobs. Go on like indeed.com, say, oh, this job's offering a lot here. Or go ask an electrician, hey, like when I worked with electricians, a lot of them like to just do service calls because it's simple. They show up, they make two, three hundred dollars. If there's a bigger issue, they're stacking on a few more hundred bucks on top of that. And then they're in and out. I mean, they could make on one call one day, they could make a day's worth of income. But this, the real industrious ones keep like, they have their day scheduled out. No, I can only be here for an hour. If you want me to come back and do this, I can schedule another time with you. It'd be two hours. The setup service calls, 120 min, if whatever I find, is tack this on it. The good guys do that. So really understand your value. And when you invest in yourself, what creates the most value? And understand these four areas Use them as like in a toolbox. Okay, if I can't buy a business, and I'm talking about you're building this over, you might be overwhelmed if you're like a young kid, you're watching this right now, but in five, 10, 20 years, you have this toolbox where you can buy a business, build a business, um, so invest in a business or reinvest in yourself. It's like a toolbox depending on where the market is. Whatever's, whatever's too expensive, okay, I'm going to this tool. And, and look at it that way. Mario, any final thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say number five, the bonus is split it into a quadrant, have each one of these in, in, in each four options. And then based on what's overvalued, stick, st steer away from that one. So if something is too expensive, you can't buy an entire business, but there's something quality that you can invest in a part of the business, do that. So have all four, be all constantly be working all four. That's, that's the, the fifth one is, is be doing all four at the same time. I know you're not, everyone's not going to be there. It's going to take time to build up to that level, but Warner and I are constantly, yes, we're interested in an entire business. Yes. We're interested in investing in business. Yes. We're starting businesses and yes, we're constantly reinvesting in the businesses we own and ourselves. So we're doing all four all the time. And that's, that's, you'll You'll get to that level. Just just start just start going down this pathway and start thinking this way, and you'll get there. It'll just take a few years. And to finish it off, I I was the one who came up with this this topic for this episode, this short podcast. I didn't just pull it out of thin air. The reason I came up with this topic is because it came from what the big boys do. Oracle, Nasdaq, all these great companies, go look at their cash flow statement. What do they do on that statement? They are buying other businesses. Uh, maybe they build up a new business, which is which is kind of rare. They're reinvesting in themselves, and then I forgot the other. Uh, and they are investing in other, but yeah, yeah, they are investing. They are investing. Yeah, they, they are investing in fractional owner. Yeah, yeah. They they don't want to. They don't want. There's something they they can't buy the whole thing of, so they go into the public markets. Like um, Adobe is a good one. No one's ever been able to buy Adobe. It's a publicly traded company, but there's a lot of other companies that own a piece of Adobe because they don't want anybody else to buy out. So they want to they want to be in that shot. So there's companies like that. Facebook. Facebook has multiple owners that are big boys. Microsoft owns ten percent. Of, of Facebook. There's some people that are like, no, 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 I don't want Google to buy that. I'm going to buy 10% of that to maybe potentially make them sell me the other 90%. So yeah, the big boys, just follow what the big boys do. You'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your time and efforts. If you like this content, subscribe. Also like it, comment on it, on it because it tells YouTube to send it out to the world. We thank you for your time and we look forward to connecting with you in the future.